verse 1. Sorry. It says, Listen to me, ye island, hear this year, distant nation. Before I was born, the Lord called me from my mother's womb. He has spoken my name. So we found out that God knew us while we were in our mother's womb. And we were, we were not a mistake. We have a unique calling from our mother's womb. And that confirms many heroes in the Bible from um, the life of Isaiah. We cited Isaiah in uh, Jeremiah himself from Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 when he says, Before I was formed in my mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. We also cited Paul himself. Paul, in the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 15, says, But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased. And another example we cited was David in Psalm 22, verse 10, which says, From birth I was cast on you, that is, on God. From my mother's womb you have been my God. And Isaiah 44, 24 says, This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, who formed you in your womb. So we found out that we, as children of God, we have a unique call by God. And God knew us by name. That means that before we were born, God already knew us, uh, knew our name, and it is up to parents to find out from the heart of the Father what our name is called, because our name is a summary of what our destiny will be. God bless. Okay, so I said Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, Psalm 22 verse 10, Isaiah 44 verse 24, and Galatians chapter 1 verse 15. Let's put our hands together for our sister. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 49, verses 8 to about 17, talks about God restoring to Israel. Verse 8 specifically says, This is what the Lord says In the time of my favor, I will answer you, and in the day of salvation, I will help you. This takes us back to Joel chapter 2 whereby the Lord said, I will restore to you the years which the enemies, the locusts and all that have eaten. So it is God that restores the years. So God was sort of reassuring the Israelites, I will restore everything that Satan has stolen back to you. And verse 13 also um, uh, sort of reinforced, affirm what I've just said. It says, shout for joy, you heavens, rejoice, you earth, burst into song, you mountains, for the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. So peradventure we might be having some people that going through one challenge or affliction or the other. That's a scripture that one can hold on to. Then verse 15 is very unique. Say, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? So though she may forget, I will not forget you. Again, this is aimed for people that might, that might be having challenges. The Lord has sort of reassured us that he will never forget us. In any situation, the people that, you, that lost you so much might turn the back and all that on you. But God is saying, no, I will never forget you. I'll never forsake you. And verse 22 says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I will beckon to the nations. I will lift up my banner to the peoples. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughter to their hips. Thank God for Saturday at the royal wedding. The man of God that preached preached nearly to 2 billion people 
I was so excited that people all over the world we get to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what we'll be praying for. And I trust God that through Saturday, that a revival will burst for like a wave across the surface of the earth in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I just want to talk about the whole of Isaiah 49 is the uniqueness of who we are in Christ. And it's also a scripture that tells you to take your stand in the spiritual realm. Um, if you look at verse 1, and it's also a scripture right through that talks about sort of a warfare to declare the uniqueness of whom we are. It talks about us being an arrow in the hands of our Lord, and we are in his quiver. All he needs to do is to take us to be an instrument in his hand. And people have discussed the other part, but the, the one I wanted that we go on to is 24. And this is why you can see why it's actually us has been an instrument during warfare. It says, can plunder be taken from warriors? Or captive be rescued from the fears. But this is what the Lord says. Now he's turned it around. Yes, captive will be taken from warriors and plunders re retrieved from the, uh, from the fears. I will contend with those who contend with you and your children are we saved. And this is a promise to us that no matter what we are going through, We've heard about how he's carved us on the palms of, our, of his hands and how he cannot forget us. But so far, even if you are going to one warfare or the other, you can be rest assured that victory is on your side. And this is one of those scriptures in Isaiah that you can always take to take your stand against the enemy. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm going to take my scripture from Isaiah 49, 14 to 16. And he says, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she born? Though you may, she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hand. This is telling us, this is about when Israel, Israel, the children of Israel have felt that the Lord has forgotten them in Babylon when they are in exile. But Prophet Isaiah reminded them that God is God who promised, he's a God of covenant. He said, can a mother forget the child at her breast? If you see every mother, even the new moms, the first time mom, See the way they cherish their child and breastfeed even in the midnight. They love the child, they breastfeed, but they can fall asleep. With all that love, they can fall asleep with the baby on their breast. But the Lord said, I will never forget you because we serve the Lord and neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord will never forget us. If you feel that the Lord has forgotten you, because in Psalm 121, one, verse 4, it says, 
Psalm 121 verse 4, I think he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is what he said. And he said to us, when Lord promised us that he never leave us nor forsake us, he's not for because we are righteous or because of the good deed we did. But he has a covenant with Abraham. He has a covenant with Jacob. Because we are in the line of Abraham, we, we are into that covenant. And when you think, remember in... In Deuteronomy 31.6, he also said, I will never forsake you or leave you. So the Lord will never leave us. If you're going through a time and a season, remember that you have a covenant with a living God. The God that neither sleep nor slumber. Amen. References. Praise the Lord. Okay, there's another person. Oh, sorry. Are there any more? Sorry, I'm sorry. One more. Okay, sorry about that. Sorry. That's okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, my taking is coming from 23. Um, it, it just shows to us that how God wants us to truly rely on Him. I'm looking at the last part of that verse of 23. It says, Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. So, which means in every situation and circumstance, we should always put our hope in God. Because when you say we will not be disappointed, that means man can disappoint us, but God himself cannot disappoint us. And if we look at the book of Exodus 14, verse 13, it says, Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptian you see today, you never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And then he said, then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. So which means there is nothing too hard for God. All we need to do is just put our faith. Yes, it might can be hard in waiting, but if we truly just trust in God and understand the word of God and hold on to the word of God, every time the Lord will answer us because he said he will not disappoint us. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. My contribution is on Isaiah 49, verse 1 and 2, which reads, Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. He has made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of its hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. It says, listen to me, island. Listen to me, islands. As the context will show, these words come from the servant of the Lord, the Messiah, which has been spoken of so much in the previous chapters. He commands the islands, the areas where both Jews and Gentiles alike live in harmony, to listen to him and to obey him. It says, the Lord has called me from the womb. The King James Version translates this translates this as from the matrix of my mother he has made mention of my name the messiah who was later revealed as jesus christ was called from the womb in fact he was called even before he entered mary's womb yet this is written so that every man can relate to it says he has made my mouth like a sharp sword 
while others might need to brandish a weapon to show their power and their authority the servant of the lord only needs to speak and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is lord the final part says in the shadow of his hand he has hidden me and made me a polished arrow in his quiver he has concealed me the messiah proclaims that he is a carefully and he's a carefully made and polished arrow in the service of the lord we are like a polished arrow waiting inside the quiver of god moses elijah joshua and even jesus himself all spent time in waiting before they were released from the quiver to operate if god isn't using you now don't be downhearted and don't lose hope because you are a polished arrow waiting inside the quiver of god's hand amen of our brother hallelujah before i go into reading uh, these scriptures to us let's look at the book of john chapter 8 verse uh, 12 the jesus that he has mentioned here because there are two servants in that scriptures and you all know that we have been looking at servants and servants and servants from isaiah 43 and i'll be taking you back to some of this Isaiah that talks about we are servants and as servants of the Lord, how we need to comport ourselves and do the will of God at all times. And in that verse 12, the Jesus is the light of the world. Because he says the purpose why he has called us his own servant is for us to reflect him on a regular basis. I'm going to read it to us as we get there. But I just want to prepare our mind because the last speaker spoke about Jesus. And I want to prepare our minds towards that. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said... John 8 verse 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisee challenged him, here you are, appearing as your own witnesses. Your testimony is not valid. But I'm here to say to us today that Jesus' testimony is valid. Because we are servants of the Lord, we are his testimonies. And for us not to, make the, uh, not to make the testimony not valid, we must continue to be his servant indeed. Amen. The, the last speaker spoke and said that we are polished harrow in the Lord's quiver. Let us continue to see ourselves that shortly, and he encouraged some of us, maybe you have not been seen spoken or anything, begin to see yourself shortly, that you are part of the arrows that will be released. And that arrow is going to pierce the hearts of people in the name of Jesus said, listen to me, Jesus was, as I was speaking to them in parables as well here, figuratively, listen to me, you island. Island is a piece of land that is set upon the waters, isn't it? And as an island, island, as an island, you can take yourself and bring yourself out of God's own people. As the servant of God, you can go and stand on your own like an island, but it's encouraging us here. Even if you have decided to, to desert yourself from God, you should come close, Amen. Because God is in need of you as the servant of the Lord. He now said, listen to me, you island. You people that have uh, associated yourself with the world, that have distanced from the, from the Lord. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. 
From my mother's womb he has spoken my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword in the shadow of his hand. He hid me. We have all learned about this. Let's look at the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 32. What does he say there? Luke, chapter 2, verse 32. NIV, please. Luke, chapter 2. A life for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel. That is who Jesus is. This scripture is also talking about Jesus here, and it's talking about, it's in two parts, talking about the servants of the Lord. Amen. We are born to be light uh, for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of God's own people, Israel. And that is what Jesus also represents as well. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 47. Acts, chapter 13, verse 47. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light to the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. That is what Jesus was made for. And that is what we are made for as well. If we are made in the image of God, that is what we are made for. We are not made to bring disgrace to, to, to our church, to our nation, to our homes as children, or to our homes as wives, to our homes as husbands. To the church of God, as a family, we are not to bring disgrace. We are supposed to reflect Jesus on a regular basis. And that is what that scripture is saying in the of uh, Apostle 13, 47. When Paul was trying to talk about him, he said, For this is what the Lord has commanded us. What has he commanded us as his servants? The same thing he has commanded us, commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles. If we always know this, we want to reflect Jesus. In addressing, we want to reflect him. In the way we talk, we want to reflect him. In the way we walk, we want to reflect him. Look at that young man that I've just spoken. He's reflecting Jesus at all times. Hallelujah. As a young boy, as he has known now, that is one of the arrows. Because that scripture was addressed to children in the, in the, book, of, in the book of Psalm 127. It was addressed to children as arrows in the hand of the mighty warrior. So are children born in their youth. And as the servant of the Lord on the other part, we are also arrows, amen, that God has prepared for this generation. Why am I born? Why am I in this generation? Why am I in this church? Where has God saved me? Why am I in the kingdom? Why is it that my life is like this, that I'm serving God at all costs? Why is it that everything about me is God? It's because God has prepared you as arrow in the hand of a mighty warrior. Let's go back to that Acts 13, 47. And the, the, what we ought to do, that the legacy that Jesus has laid for us. Say, for, what, for, for, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles. That is what he has made us. And he has made Jesus like that. If we are made in the image of Jesus, we are also supposed to be a light to the Gentiles. That you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. The reason why God has saved us is not only for us to be born again in this church. But to reflect Christ at our places of work, to reflect Christ in our homes, to reflect Christ among our children, to reflect our children to reflect Christ among their peers that we are coming to church and talking about peer pressure, peer pressure. Why is it not that the pressure of the, the peer pressure of the church catching our children? That is the peer pressure of us that is catching them. Any child that is clothed in majesty with Jesus. That pressure, uh, 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 peer, whatever that is catching other people outside, we catch them in a positive way. 
not in a negative way. So when you start to catch them in a negative way, then our prayer is more. We have to pray more so that we can, they also can reflect Christ as we are reflecting Christ. Therefore, as a lot of us parents, we must reflect Christ on a regular basis to our children. So that they, 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 we are the first, we are talking about raising godly children. They are, we are their first examples. We are the first that the children will see. So that in our talk, in our movement, the way we, we look, we must continue to reflect it. Then our children can start from there. That's why I'm following you too. If people are saying they are following you in a very bad way, then you have to be very careful. But if they are following you in the right way, then you know you're on the right track. Amen. And the Lord will continue to bless us. Let's go quickly go to the book of Matthew, which is a favorite scriptures that we all know. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Because we are supposed to reflect him even to the ends of the earth. That's the reason why we are born again. Amen. And if you have not seen yourself in that area, being used by Christ, to, to speak Christ to the whole world, if you have not been seeing yourself, better be seeing yourself. Because that's an encouraging word that our, that our brother just spoke right now. We are get, God is getting us ready in his quiver just to shoot us one day. So that when, they sh- when you are shot or, or they shoot you out, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> it's Sister B that has the grace. You have the grace. Amen? Because it's, it's your turn then for you to be, to, to, to be shot out or shoot out of, your, of the quiver. So let's get ready. And let's get our children ready as well. Let's get everybody ready for this great work of ministry. And it shall be well with us. And in that verse 18 of that uh, Matthew 28, what does he say? I read from 15. He said, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. People that are doubting now cannot, cannot reflect Christ. If you are doubting Thomas, there is no way you can reflect him. May God give us that faith to be able to trust in him and do his will forevermore. So then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Did they not ask the nations and the island to hear? So we ought to make disciples and reflect Christ. Of all nations. When Jesus was talking to his disciples, of which we are one today, we are to go out, which is a common scripture for evangelism. We are to go out and bring more souls to Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. So let not fear to be called that servant of the Lord. Because if Jesus is a servant of the Lord, we also are servants of the Lord. Let's quickly look at that Isaiah because I'm reading to and through, and I want every one of us to read that way. In that Isaiah 43, what did he say to his servant? In that, it's in one of the Isaiahs. Uh, but now this is what the Lord says. Is it 42? Yes. Because I really want to know. Okay. There is an assurance in this scripture that he has showed uh, in that uh, Isaiah 42. What does he say to his servant there? That verse. Uh, he says, Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him. As a servant of the master, we must reflect Christ 
on a regular basis. He said, I will put my spirit in him, which is also about uh, Isaiah chapter 11. Those of you that have been, have been with us in the study of this Isaiah, so that you can be able to follow up as time goes on. Isaiah chapter 11, he talks about his servant in that verse 2. He said he's going to put his spirit upon his servant, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, understanding, and of the fear of the Lord. So if we continue to follow God and we have all this spirit, we can also be identified as a servant of the Lord. Amen. He said he will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed will not break and smudging weak he will not snuff. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. Hallelujah. He will not falter or be discouraged. In faithfulness. A servant of the Lord will not take side. Amen. Will not take side. You'll be able to confront. You know, sometimes I'm praying that that grace or an apostle should come on me. Amen. Sometimes I can't confront. You can't confront. It's only apostle that can confront and then we just but no, the Bible has said it. We must speak the truth. Amen. That grace must come upon us to speak the truth. To be able to say to somebody, what you have done is wrong. You know, sometimes to correct people is difficult. Say, ah, I don't want to bear the cat. We have to continue to bear the cat now. Amen. Even myself, I learned from that that, yes, I have to bear the cat. To tell people so that we are, we are all hearing it now. And if you misbehave or something like that, if somebody corrects you rightly in God, did you get what I'm trying to say? Correcting rightly in God, not telling somebody, well, you know, the people will not have correction, but if you correct people rightly in God, they'll be able to listen to you and, they, and correcting them in truth. So, as servants of the Lord, there are several things that the scripture says that we do, but because of time, I want to go straight forward. He said, He made my mouth like a sharpened sword in the shadow of his hand. He hit me. That is the, what the servant of the Lord the, does. And Jesus, as we have told, and the other side, is the servant of the Lord, as we are made in his image, we are also being referred to in the scripture as the servants of the Lord. And he went forward, I said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. That, that should mean sense to us. I want you to mark it. God wants to display his, his splendor in us. Now that brings me to Vashti. The king wants to display his pleasure, you know, in, in, in Queen Vashti. But Queen Vashti was so proud. Say, come, I want you to, I want you to, I want to show you off to all these my people, you know. But he thought in the way, say, you are, you are in your own palace, I'm in my own palace. I have the privilege. I'm just talking to some of us that we are given privilege sometimes. You know, to be in a position, you must not get into our heads. Amen. Because Vashti allowed it to get into her head. She lost her position from being queen. And this place was taken over. You know, God has placed us as queen and princess. Or, uh, yes, queen and princess in our throne. In our place of abode, around people. We must not misbehave. Because he said here, the reason why God has created us is for us to be, to, to, to display his splendor. What are the splendor that God has given to us to display? God has given us our body. You know, this is the way God was talking to me. That's why I said I have to teach this scripture again. Spiritually, God has given us our body to display his splendor. But sometimes, we misuse our bodies. Both spiritually and physically. We misuse our body. Some eat to suffer. Some don't even weigh themselves anymore. When you see yourself increasing and increasing and increasing, 
Some of us have been careless. We don't look after it. But God created us to be splendid. He didn't, he didn't create us so that people can talk against us. He created us so that people can look at you and see the glory of God in us. But when you start to, your tummy starts to protrude outside, your bum is going back, your legs are getting thick, you know that's enough to reduce ice cream. I was talking to somebody on this my trip to Berlin. I looked at this small girl. I said, this girl is really coming up. I said, this girl is coming up. Ah, he doesn't eat. I said, no way. Don't tell me that. Parents do. You hide. Deceiving, you know. He said, I said, what? He doesn't eat. Does he eat chocolate? Does he eat sweet? Does he overeat bread? I said, she's entitled. She, 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 she's entitled to only one slice of bread. Because when you start to see those things, you start to put everything in control and check. Those of you that you see, that God's going and you are not putting in control. Before you know it, they will not be able to display God's splendor as a young girl. As a young boy, they will not be able to display it. As a young man that is coming up, you will not be able to display God's splendor. God wants you, he said, we are wonderfully and beautifully made. You can't quote that scripture anymore. Because you are just way wire. Some of us, we are lean, 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 lean. We are not eating well. So the Lord will help us in this place. Apart from referring it spiritually to the things, ministration and everything, we are created to display the splendor of the Lord. How many of you will have a car and you won't polish your car? Or you won't even hoover the inside of your car? You eat and everything for your car? No. There are sometimes this body is like a car. We must hoover it. Amen. You must detox. You must put things right with your body so that you can display the, spl- uh, the, the, the splendor. And no, 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 me, I know how to eat. I'm just, no, 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 don't argue. Because people are seeing, you can see yourself. But we will also should correct people wisely. Amen? Because some people are getting overweight. You tell them, nothing, nothing, nothing. Before you know it, you just go overweight. And to even bring the weight back is, is difficult. Because you'll be going on the scale every day. Today you lose one kg. Tomorrow, oh, I'm going back home. You get disappointment. Then you go on a crash program. The Lord will help us. Let us be able to use our body. You, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. We are not only displaying splendor by reflecting the grace of God upon our lives. That gentle spirit, that quiet spirit. That's the way that enables people to come near us. That's the way that enables them to smell God's aroma. That's the way that enables us to live peaceful and peaceable. You know, towards the end of the scripture here in that 48 said, There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. Because when you are reading forward, you must read backward again. That's the way that will not make you to be wicked. Wickedness in various ways. If I have to start to pieces this wickedness, you won't leave this place today. But I'll give you grace sometimes. I want somebody to, to really go and, and, uh, and write out about that verse, 48, verse uh, uh, 22. I want somebody to come and teach us about it. As many of you that, will, when you are ready, let me know. We will come and teach about it. Amen. He said, there is no peace for the wicked, says the Lord. For, uh, there is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. And here, he said, we are displayed for his land. If you allow wickedness in you... We cannot display the splendor of the Lord. I want you to write that scripture against that. And somebody to come and teach us. I want to, I'm not only going to be the one developing. We are going to develop each one so that we come and teach about wickedness. And then when you are hearing it from one another, then it's not maybe Momioma or Apostle is not, uh, Apostle always talks, you know. Then it will be God that is speaking through you too. I send my strength for, uh, he said, um, 
But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet, what is due me is the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. You know, sometimes you might be doing things and think it's not coming to be. But God sits on the throne. He's encouraging you. Don't look at the outside. Begin to see beyond what you are seeing. That's what this scripture is talking about. You are working for the Lord. It seems there is no result. Look at the Pharisees, the way they opposed Jesus and everything. He never mind. He was just focused. And he was just teaching them. With the Pharisees, with those that are not Pharisees, he continued to do what he was doing. You remember in that, in, in that uh, book of Acts that I just read to us now. The, the, as Paul was trying to get the word of God to the people, the people were still stiff-necked, you know. But he said to them that the reason why God has sent us is for us to send this message even to the Gentiles. To people like you, they keep on doing the right thing. Let's not let people's attitudes, people's nature, fail us from displaying the glory, the splendor of God, both spiritually and physically. He said, and now the Lord says, He will form me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself. This is, why is, it, is this happening? Because the children of Israel were sinning. Amen. But he's saying this, For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. He says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob, and bring back those of Israel I have kept. So this is what you are supposed to be doing, to go and bring out God's servant. There are still God's servants outside there. There are still people that fear the Lord. Even amongst us, there are we all fear the Lord. But there are people that sometimes they are backsliding. We must make sure that we continue to pursue them and bring them back to the Lord. It's not too small to do that. He said, I will also make you a light for the Gentiles. I want you to asterisk that place because I don't want to keep going up and down. He has made us light to the Gentiles. So in displaying his splendor, we must reflect him well. That my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. That is what he has promised us. I'm happy that we are privileged to be part of the people that are going to part of the ends of the earth. We are in Berlin this weekend. God will give us grace that even it's not only me that will be going, a lot of us will be going. Sometimes I too will sit down here and be sending you go and do this meeting, go and do that meeting. So that we must make sure before Jesus comes. It's not because these, these days, if you are not very careful, we'll be self-centered. And only taking our family the way of the Lord. But there are more people that need to be saved. There are more people that need to be released. There are more people, and if you have to use your money too. You have to use your money. You know, like I was telling the people that came with me, some surprised me, which is the surprise that has not left me till this very time. You know, but I thank God for them. It's not them that has taught that. It's the Holy Spirit that has, that has made them. Sometimes we need to use our money. To hire a hotel is not a small thing. Because in my own era, I'm laying a legacy. You won't say you are going on holidays, or you are going, and then you'll be saying, ah, prepare one room for... The idea of even telling people to prepare their house is another thing. Making people uncomfortable in their homes because you want to go on a, a mission. No. We don't, drive, we don't go and make people uncomfortable in their homes. They enjoy their homes. They said, when they ask you to come, you go. Seldom set your foot in your neighbor's house. Too much of you. That's Proverbs 27. It's only when you, they invite you, you go. But you won't say you are going on holidays like a lot of people. They say they are coming on holiday. They will be in people's home for one month. So if you want to go on holiday for one month, prepare yourself for that one month. Don't go and distract husband and wife. Don't distract their children. People have come on holidays to the glory of God. My children have slept on the floor. That is my understanding at that time. 
You understand? We, we can incriminate ourselves if you want to do that. That's what the man of God wants to do. But I don't, you know, but I thank God I'm following him. Amen. Amen. So, what I'm trying to say is that let's go out there, reflecting God in various ways, teaching, taking this good news to the ends of the earth, and it shall be well with us. In taking it, we must make sure that we don't inconvenience people, we don't come and cause grudge or anything, but in doing this, we must reflect Him on a regular basis. Reflect Him by the way we spend our money, reflect Him by the way we spend our time, we must not use our time, we find time to be able to be partaker of what God is doing. When they call altar call, you must be partaker, go to, that's the reason why you are there. You are not only there to look around or see the place, but in, the, in doing the work of ministry, we must reflect him. When you see anything, don't just keep quiet. What you have learned here, also take it down there and tell them, this is, oh, this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. Because some of the people that we are going to meet, yeah, they don't have the opportunity or the privileges that we have. We have great privileges that we need to go and share. And the Lord will grant us the boldness to be able to share in all these privileges. I also make you a light to the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. This is what the Lord says, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. The Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I'll give you this uh, assignment as well. Where it is written, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. You know, sometimes when God is sending His word to us, He's highlighting it so that we will know that He is God. Amen. So let's go as Bible students, go and search how many times. And in what instance... Or instances that the Lord referred to himself as the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. And that's the reason why he sent us. He said, uh, it, we, I will also make you a light to the Gentiles. Da, da, da. This is what the Holy, the, the, the God says, the, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Each time he wants to be the people to really understand more or to know more about him, he always highlights that this is me. He's not any other person that is talking to you. I am the one, the Holy One of Israel. To him who was despised and abhorred by the nation, to the servants of rulers, kings will see you and stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's talking to Jesus, as, uh, to, uh, Jesus here, but because Jesus was the one rejected by Jesus here, rejected by the rulers. And what is happening to us today? Is it not happening to us? So as the other part of the servant, we also can refer ourselves. So during the time of Jesus, the king see him and, and stood up or stand up. They did. And if it happened in the time of Jesus, it would also do what? Happen in our time. Princes will see you and bow down. Did it happen in the time of Jesus? It will happen in our own time too. Because of the Lord who is faithful. It's not because of the perfume you are wearing. Not because of the white gown that you are wearing. Not because of the dinner clothes that you are wearing that people are doing this for you. It's because of who? Because of the Lord. Who is faithful? It's because of the Lord. Anytime you see yourself glorified, God's hand is upon your life and things are happening in your life. Don't think it's because you are... It's not because of the first class that you have. That people, it's not because of the head knowledge that you have. It might be part of it. But the main person or the main thing about this is because God has been faithful in everything he's doing. Look, he mentioned it here again. The Holy One of Israel. Who has chosen you? He is not any other person but God. So let's always give glory to God in everything that we do. And he said, this is what the Lord says. In the time of my favor, I will answer you. And in the days of salvation, I will help you. I'll keep you and will make you. 
to be a covenant for the people to restore the land and to reassign its desolate inheritance to say to the captives, come out and to those in darkness be free. You know, God, the man of God has been teaching us more about this verse even before we come here. It is God. It is the only one of Israel. It is the mighty God that is in us that is using us to do all these things so that we can test the sick, be healed, and it is so. It's not by intelligence. It's not by our power. That we can say to, to, to those in darkness, be free. And they will be delivered from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light, as Jesus has done for us. They will feed beside the roads and find pastures on their barren hills. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat down on them. He who has compassion on them will guide them. The word that I want us to take on board here is the word compassion. Why will all these things happen to them? Find pasture on every barren hill, neither uh, uh, hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat them uh, down on them. It is because of God's compassion. So we must have compassion on people that are going through times and situations so that they will be able to come out of it. He said, he who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. If Jesus will have compassion, let the same compassion be transferred to us so that we can have compassion as we go about doing his will. He said, I will turn all my mountains into roads and my highway, highways will be raised up. People that are low, they'll be high. They'll be brought high in God, in Jesus' name. The mountain things that have surrounded people like mountain lifestyle, mountainous lifestyle, because the Lord Almighty had compassion. So they have abundant spring, even from the mountain, uh, uh, when they are going through their mountain lives, in Jesus' name. And he went in that verse 12, says, See, they will come from afar. Some from the north, some from the west, some from the region of Aswell. Shout for joy, you heavens. All our sons and daughters, I will not promise that they will come from afar. Isaiah 43, you can write that against that scripture. Verse 5 and 6, it talks about that. Shout for joy, you heavens, rejoice, you earth, burst into song, you mountains. For the Lord comfort his people and will have compassion on his afflicted one. I want you to underline that word compassion. If there is nothing that you are getting from this meeting tonight, the word compassion. So that we can have compassion for one another. Amen. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Is there anyone in this meeting tonight that is going through times and situations thinking God has forgotten you? No, we are here to talk together tonight. He has not forgotten you. And he gave that experience of a mother, which some of us have really established here tonight. The mother can sleep off and the baby can fall off. I remember there are times that baby has fallen off. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's only God that does not sleep. Amen. You will never fall off in his hand. Even when you are going, because sometimes you are so tired, the baby is talking and it's like. <laughs> it happens, you know, motherhood. It's interesting for those of you that are joining. It's very interesting. Sometimes you will be, you will put that, in our own time, they started this alarm that rings when the baby is crying, isn't it? And because it has to take alarm, God doesn't need alarm. We put alarm in the baby's room because I like to set things very well. Those of you that are giving birth, if you give me opportunity, I set up your baby room. We thank God. Amen. 
So, you know, like, put your alarm there. Sometimes I'm downstairs because my bedroom is upstairs. And, if, and I start to hear that uh, cry, you know, because my baby is crying. Then that thing is, is in your room. It will be telling you, no matter where, wherever you are. So it takes alarm to remind me. But God doesn't need alarm. God doesn't. Is it not pleasant to hear that tonight? Even to, for our own children that we are raising, it takes alarm. It takes you to set things up for you to hear because you are going downstairs to the kitchen. But God's eye look to and fro. God is everywhere. Hallelujah. So if there is nothing to thank God for, just thank Him because He's everywhere. He said, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast? And have no compassion on the child she bore? Though she may forget, which is true. Do you understand? Because the baby fell down on my hand several times. I will not forget you. You will not fall off from His hand. Neither will I fall off from His hand. He says, See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. So you see all those lines. I was looking when I read this guy. Look at the line. I've been reading it, but it didn't occur to me to read the lines. So this line is talking about me. Everything because it says the engraved. The only thing I can see on the palm of my hand is the line. So the line is really talking about me. So I, I, when I read it, I said, Yeah. I now understand. It's not just for decoration, or it's not just for division. Because when God sees my palm, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. He would, you know, like, he can't forget me at all. Even if I don't open it, he knows. It's engraved. When I read that scripture, I went again. I never understood. I know that yes, is with but <laughs> once you are crying, you lift up. When they tell you she lift up only hands now, so people do that. Anyway, whatever way you lift it, he still sees them. Amen. He says, see, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. You can't hide from God. Your children hasten back, and those who laid you waste depart from you. In Jesus, Apostle prayed this prayer, Lord, those who lay us waste will depart from us. People that cause us to backslide, that cause us to be far away from God, that cause us to have your enemy, that will make us not to, you know, all these people will run away from us in the name of Jesus. People that distract us from coming to church, people that distract us from knowing God more, people that distract us when we are reading the Bible, and it's like, is it the only Bible? Is it the only book? Is it the only book? If God, if, 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 if God permits me, I'm going to teach us about who are the prophetess. Who are the prophetess? Who the people, when they discover the book of the law that we carry everywhere here, and it's like uh, some of us went under the pillow without reading it. When they discovered it, it brought a change. The prophetess was able to explain things about the book of the law to them, and it brought a change in, in her generation. Living the legacy, which is one of the things I'm going to teach during the legacy time. May the Lord encourage me to be able to do it more. He said here, See, I've engraved you on the palm of my hands. Your words are ever before me. Your children hasten back, and those who laid you waste depart from you. May it be so in Jesus' name. Lift up your eyes and look around. All your children gather and come to you. All the children that God has given to Christ say, Tabernacle, they will come here. Amen. You have to pray any prayer. These are the scriptures that you should pray to stand. All the CFT children, these are part of the things that we do not know. These are part of the things that our eyes, our mind, our nose, our ears have not heard. Now begin to bring them in the name of Jesus. And as men that we lay us waste, they must depart when God is replacing them in the name of Jesus. So lift up your eyes and look around. All your children gather and come to you. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, you will wear them all as ornaments. You will put them on like a bride. This is what is going to happen to every one of us. In the name of Jesus. 
Our children will not put us to shame. We will wear them like ornaments. We will reflect them like never before. Our children will be the best in the name of Jesus. Because God neither leave us nor forsake us. Even in our rebellion and everything, he neither leave us nor forsake us. He still wear us as ornaments. So we will wear our children like ornaments. We will reflect them like never before. In the name of Jesus. He said, though you were ruined and made desolate, and your land laid desolate, are you having a business and things are not happening? He said, now you will be too small for your people. God is going to enlarge your coast in the name of Jesus. And those who devour you will be far away. The children born during your bereavement will yet say in your hearing, this place is too small for us. Give us more space to live in. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Even the people that have seen you, when you are downcasted, when things are not happening to you, they will see how the Lord is going to enlarge you. Enlarge your business. Enlarge your home. Enlarge you, anything that you lay your hands to do. Enlarge this church, Christ said Tabernacle, like never before. He said, this place is too small for us. Give us more space to live in. This is what's going to happen to us in this land. This place, even we are going to cathedral, 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 it will be too small for us. Hallelujah. We are going to occupy, occupy, occupy. Many places, Jesus City is yet to come. Jesus City, London. God has revealed it to the man of God. And I keep on trusting God for that place tomorrow that we are going there. In the name of Jesus. Because he's still there, as the man of God said it. And he says here, then you say to your heart, who bore me this? I was bereaved and barren. I was exiled and rejected. Who brought this up? I was left all alone. But this, where have they come from? This is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I will beckon to the nations. I will lift up my banner to the peoples. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their hips. Kings will be your foster fathers and their queen your, nourish, your nursing mothers. They will bow down before you and their faces to the ground. They will lick the dust at your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in you in me will not be disappointed. Can plunder be taken from warriors or warriors or captives to be rescued from the fears? But this is what the Lord says. Yes, captives will be taken from warriors and plunder retrieved from, from the fears. God is the only one that causes warriors and captives or anything to happen to us. So let's lift up our voice and begin to praise this Lord this evening. Let's stand up and begin to praise Him. Stand up and begin to praise Him. Pastor Debbie, come and lead the people. Let's stand up and begin to Praise you, Jesus. We bless your name, Father, the mighty warrior. We bless your name, Father God, because you are the God who delivered the captives, Lord God. We bless your name for making us, O oh God, a mighty instrument in your hands, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, that we are mighty arrows in the hands of God. We bless your name, ancient of days, for fighting every battle of our life for us. We bless you. We give you grace, O oh God, for you are mighty in the midst of us, my Father. We bless you, Lord God Almighty, for delivering, O oh God, the captives, O oh God, from the hands, O oh God, of the warrior. We bless your name because you are our battle cry, Lord Jesus. We thank you that we are your weapon of war. What a great God we serve. We appreciate you for the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank you, my Father, for greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you for fighting every battle of our life for us, O oh God. Thank you because we know, Lord God, that we 
with God all things are possible. Thank you, my Father, because you said you will never disappoint us. You will never forget us. Thank you, Father, because we are mighty in your hands. What a battle, oh God. What a glory. What a victory that you have wrought for us, oh God. We bless you. We honor you and appreciate you, my God and King. Thank you because you said, oh God, that we have been engraving on the palm of your hands. We can never be forgotten, my God. Thank you, my Father, for the victory that you have wrought to us, oh God, in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank for the confidence that we have in you. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We say, blessed be your name, my Father, my God. Thank you for making us, oh God, a light, oh God, to the Gentiles. Thank you, Father, for using us, oh God, as a mighty warrior in the hands of the Lord. We bless your name, Father God. The Lord God, the banner over us, oh God, is love. Thank you because we can lift up the banner of salvation. Thank you for this gospel of the Lord that will not depart from our mouth. We bless your name for using us, oh God, to spread the gospel to the uttermost part of the earth. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. What a great God we serve. We appreciate you, we appreciate you, we appreciate you. We magnify your name, oh God. Thank you, Father, for sons and daughters that you are bringing from afar. Thank you, Father, for all our sons and daughters that you have commanded from the north, from the south, from the west, from the east. So come, my Father, into this house. Thank you for establishing us. Thank you, Father, for increasing our borders. Thank you for increasing our territory. Thank you for Jesus' city. Thank you for men and women that you will added unto us. Thank you, my Father, for the laborers, oh God, that are filling the vineyard. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you for preparing, oh God, Father, for this onslaught, oh God, of the power of God. Thank you, Father, for preparing us for a time of revival, for a time of revival. We thank you for reviving this land through us. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We glorify you, Jesus. Be thou exalted, my Father God. Be thou exalted, my Father God. Be thou exalted, my Father God. We glorify you, Jesus. The Lord God, we are people, oh God, that you have established in your vineyard. Thank you because we can never be forgotten. Thank you for our name that is written in the Lamb Book of Life. Thank you, Lord, because our life is hid in Christ in God. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. We appreciate you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Praise the Lord. We may be seated, please. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me just quickly, just for reading's sake, because we are finished. Amen. And the Lord will help us in everything that we do. The servants, the light of the Gentiles. That's what I, ta- I themed my note here. It said the servant, the light of the Gentiles. Reference, Isaiah 42, 1 to 4. Isaiah 49, 1 to 13. You can also read about Genesis 35, verse 10, which I didn't even remember to give us. Jacob's name was Israel, which can be used by us today. We also can be the Israel of today, reflecting the servants of the Lord, reflecting uh, God, as Jesus is also the servant of the Lord. 49, 1 to 6, the servant himself speaks. The servant testifies. We can see the servant himself speaks testifying on how the Lord has called and prepared him for his task. Verses 1 and 2. Because of time, I'm not going to go back, but you mark what I said. He said, the servant said, here, listen to me, you islands. Here, this you distant land. Before I was born, the Lord called me. 
From my mother's womb he has spoken my name. He made my mouth like a shepherd's sword. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. And he also said, he said, he made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in the quiver. So that you can see when the servant was speaking about himself in that verse 1 to 2 and the task that is to accomplish. So as servants of the Lord, we have tasks or tasks that we need to accomplish. The other verse, the verse says that the Lord heed or protect and care for his servant. So let's be confident about this. We are in his quiver, and the Lord is hiding us in everything that we do. So just know that you are safe. Sometimes to go and preach somewhere that is dangerous, know that you are safe. May the Lord give us faith and take away every fear from us. As the servant of the Lord, he keeps us. <coughs> he keeps us, and he's not a man that will lie, not the son of man that will change his mind. He hates, it said, that verse also said that he hates us. Or protect and care for us, his servants. In verse 3, the servant is called Israel. The Lord indeed chose Israel to reflect him to the whole world. Verse 4. So you can call the servant Jesus himself and that. Verse 3. God also chose us as the Israel. And verse 4 reflects Israel's complaint. That their mission was too great. And they were too weak. Sometimes the Lord is sending you and you think maybe it's not possible. But it is possible. Unfortunately, this servant is the Lord himself. And certainly his earthly ministry in many ways was disappointing to him. Since the fruit born was small in light of the sacrifice made. The sacrifice of the whole world. He died on the cross of Calvary. Look at how people have spat on him. And they have done disgraceful things. On him, that's where that complaint. But he says, yeah, yet he willingly left the result in the Father's hand. Verse 5 and 6 increases the tension in this passage regarding the identity of the servant. If the servant is identified as Israel in verse 3, the servant here is said to have a mission to bring Jacob or Israel back to God. So, identifying him as the Messiah, he has the work that he has come to do. He was disappointed in his word that he has come to do. And since the servant, the servant, as in Jesus, was disappointed, let us not be disappointed in anything that we do. God himself will give us the grace to be able to, to, to overcome and do the work of ministry. And let's see the servant in that verse 5. He says here, the servant here is said to have a mission to bring Jacob or Israel back to God. That is why verse 5 and 6. The servant could be a remnant of the part of Israel. The, the sixth verse further extends the mission of his servant as overwhelming and fear beyond any human agent. The servant is to bring Israel back to the Lord and bring the Lord's salvation to the Gentiles, not only as the bearer of the salvation, but as the Savior himself. For this reason, it seems more prudent to identify the servant as none other than Jesus Christ. And that you can see in the, I make reference to us, the book of John, chapter 8, verse 12. God also promised us that he will, he will make us light to the Gentiles and other nations. And for this reason, we must reflect him on a regular basis. That's the that's same as Isaiah 49. The prophet encouraged the lost people in verse 15. 
the prophets encouraged the lost people, and in verse 15 confirms the lost loving love, concern, loving, loving concern for his people. It goes beyond that, beyond that of the most devoted mother. That's verse 15 here. That is, the Lord's concern goes beyond that of uh, a loving mother. We can all uh, testify to it, of which I, I told us, you know. That's where I was able to write the note to. But let's see here from that verse uh, 22. He said, this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I will beckon to the nations. I will lift up my banner to the peoples. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their hips. Kings will be your foster fathers and their queens your nursing mothers. They will bow down before you. Look, what just came to my mind now, even though Moses' mother was the nursing mother to Moses, was attracted into the palace, became a queen herself, isn't it? Because the palace that he could not enter, he came and said, this case is like Mega, isn't it? He was a queen himself. So, he said here, he said, and there are queens, your nursing mother. When Moses was thrown into the Nile, in the midst of dangerous fishes and everything, did, was Moses not attracted to the queen? The Pharaoh's sister that came to his rescue. So that made Moses to get into the palace. So when God is prophesying to us, but I'd rather they prophesy to Megan that he's going to go into the palace. Will, he be, will she believe? But today she's in the palace. Everything was against her. But she was still in the palace. I never had idea you are. I'm thanking God for her life because God has a plan for even the palace. And in, in his time he will do it. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. He said they will bow down before you they are, uh, with their faces to the ground. They will lick the dust on your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. You know, our sisters joined in there talking about how safe we are when we are in the palace of God, when we hope in the Lord. We will continue to hope in Him. We will not be disappointed. And it talks about the children of Israel that hoped in Him. And when Moses was actually encouraging them in that book of Exodus 14, and it was well with them. And they were never been disappointed. Can plunder be taken from the warriors or captive be rescued from the fears? God is the one that causes the uh, warriors to be free. God is the one that causes the warriors to, 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 to overcome. God is the one that causes the warrior to triumph. In all what we do, may we triumph in the name of Jesus. But this is what the Lord says. Yes, captive will be taken from the warriors. And plunder retrieved from the fears. It is only God that can make this happen. Vice versa. All what I can result in to say is that it is only God. It's only God that can give the plunder of the captive to the peop- back to the people. It is only God that can help the warrior and make the warrior vict- victorious. So whatever we are doing, let's see, the go- let's see God in the center of all. In Jesus' name. Amen. I rest my case here.